most of the time, police are really good at their job. You know, they keep the streets safe from all of the drugs and burglaries and people speeding and, you know, other stuff. But sometimes they're not good at their job. And but that's understandable. All right. Sometimes you are not good at your job. So who are you to judge? All right. I guess it kind of changes things when your life is at stake. But otherwise, you know, just no one's perfect. All right. And this week, we're going to talk about the first of many, many serial killers that will appear on this show. It is the story of Carol Cole, and this is Our Weird World. Our Weird World. Welcome back to Our Weird World. I'm your host, John Henson. Why are you here? Right? Last week's episode wasn't even that good, you know, but then again, what pilot episode is any good, right? It's probably going to get better. I'll maybe get less awkward. Who knows? Um, but enough talking. Let's get into story time. Story time. Carol Cole was born in Sioux City, Iowa on May 9th, 1938. Uh, but his family moved to California uh, the next year. So that's uh, really where this story starts. Um, Carol's father was sent off to World War II. And as soon as he left, Carol's mother started cheating on her husband just so much. Uh, so many affairs. And like it just became so much a part of her life that she actually started bringing Carol with her and threatened him if he ever told his father about it. All right. And to make things worse, Carol dressed him up or Carol's mother dressed him up like a girl. And he was made fun of so hard at school for having a girl's name. All right. And so just just to make sure that, you know, that was clear. Carol Cole is a man who had a girl's name. All right. And look, it's hard being a kid and kids will find any reason to make fun of you. All right. Growing up, my family called me Jay, which obviously rhymes with gay. And even worse, there was a children's show called JJ the Jet Plane. And my mom also called me Big Bird or Jay Bird, which as I got bigger, turned into the other kids calling me Big Bird. You know, tons of fun. Loved every second of it, for sure. All right. But at least I didn't have a girl's name. And so silver linings, I guess. All right. Well, one day Carol couldn't take the mockery anymore. And he drowned one of his bullies in a lake in Richmond, California in 1948. Now, I can proudly say I never did anything remotely close to that. But authorities in Carol's case ruled the cause of death as accidental and moved on, which allowed him to get away with murder when he was like 10 years old. All right. So he grew up and he wanted to join the army, but he was released in 1958 after it was found that he was stealing pistols. Now, why would you need to steal guns? Who knows? Maybe you want to kill some people without, I don't know, being tied to the gun, I guess. Um, but his tough upbringing, which included constant bullying for his girl name, along with his mother openly cheating on his father, caused Carol to build up such a hatred for his mother that he planned to get even with her in some way. All right. All of his troubles was clearly his mother's fault. And, you know, yeah, it kind of was. 
Um, <laughs> over the next decade, Carroll committed several thefts and assaults in the Richmond area and spent time in and out of mental institutions. During his final stay at Stockton State Hospital, someone named Dr. Weiss, who I hope lost his license immediately after this, he reported that Carroll was afraid of women and couldn't have sex with them without killing them first. And thinking that that wasn't really a big deal, he authorized Carol's release back into the public. And if he had thought, maybe for a second, that someone who could not be with a woman without killing her first was totally safe to go back out in public, if he had just thought for a second, like, maybe he, maybe he should probably be locked away for a little bit. Like, none of this would ever happen. But, as you're going to see in a lot of these future episodes... For some reason, people just don't think of the obvious like that, right? And I know there's like hindsight's 2020 and all that, but there are just some things that are pretty black and white, right? And I think this is one of them, all right? Now, after his release, uh, Carol moved to Dallas, Texas to live with his brother, all right? And while he was there, he met and married an alcoholic stripper named Billy Whitworth, which I find a little ironic considering... Carol's girl name and Billy's boy name. But two years into the marriage, Carol became convinced that Billy was having affairs with other men at a local hotel. So he did the only logical thing he could think of. He filed for divorce and moved back home. Uh, No, just kidding. He burned the hotel down. (laughs) He was arrested for arson. He went to prison and he got divorced. Uh, So shortly after his release from prison, Carol tried to strangle an 11 year old girl to death in Missouri. He spent five years in prison for that before moving to Nevada, where he tried to strangle two more women. At this point, he realized he had a serious problem, and he checked himself into a mental institution. So this is another chance for doctors to, like, just make sure that this guy never goes out in public again, right? Doctors there even noted that he had, quote, murderous fantasies, right? But they didn't see a reason to keep him there because, obviously, we've all fantasized about what it would be like to legitimately murder someone, right? Maybe, I don't know, but they let him back out, all right? So after he's free again, Carol moved down to San Diego, on, and on May 7th, 1971, he strangled a woman named Essie Buck to death. He strangled another woman two weeks later, and in both instances, he had convinced each woman to cheat on their husbands. And since that's what his mother did, those women in his eyes deserved to die, even though he was the one that made them do it, all right? Two years later, Carol married another alcoholic named Diana Paschal. The two two argued all the time, and each time Carol would just leave for days at a time and go kill people. He went so far, he actually even cannibalized one of his victims. Um, Eventually, he strangled Diana to death, which isn't, I guess, the most surprising thing. And uh, when police found Diana's body eight days later, rolled up in a blanket and stuffed in a closet, they figured that she had just drunk herself to death and just went on their way. Like they didn't even bother questioning Carol, who had a history of mental illness and strangling people. They just because, you know, women, eh, whatever. She drunk herself to death. Who cares? Right. Like didn't even bother questioning him. Not at all. All right. Uh, after killing a woman, another woman in Las Vegas, Carol returned to Dallas and strangled three more women. All right, Dallas police looked into all three of the murders. Uh, Carol was named a suspect in the second killing, and police actually found him at the scene of the third killing. And for whatever reason, police were pretty convinced that each woman had died of natural causes and were ready to let Carol go. All right. 
they found him at the scene of a murder where he had just killed someone and they looked at the dead body and they looked at Carol and was like, nah, he didn't do it. And they were going to let him go. All right. But at that point, like even Carol couldn't handle it. And he confessed to killing that person and 13 others and telling him like there could have been more that he had killed, but he wasn't sure because he was drunk for most of them. Carol was eventually convicted of three murders on April 9th, 1981. Uh, When his mother died a year later, he agreed to be extradited to Nevada to face two more murder charges. He was sentenced to death in October 1984. Um, The ACLU got involved for some reason and tried to have a sentence changed to life in prison. But Carol protested the appeal and received the lethal injection the following year, which like that's pretty good. Honestly, like I can respect a convicted murderer being like, Hey guys, no, don't appeal. Like I'd rather get the death penalty. And so he did. And that brings us to the end of our story. Well, there you go. This guy was let go by police and doctors at least four times, as many as six if you count the two times he was released from prison after he was found guilty of doing awful things. So I think it's clear what we learned today, but let's recap. What did we learn? Number one, don't give your boy child a girl's name sure break traditional gender norms or whatever but that won't keep your kid from getting mercilessly mocked in school also don't name them anything that rhymes with gay either mom (laughs) number two uh ladies if you're gonna cheat on your husband don't do it in front of your kids keep it away from them it clearly has an effect and number three doctors don't let crazy people out in public If someone fantasizes about murdering people, if they've set buildings on fire, and if they've strangled people to death, and if they can't have sex without killing someone, don't let them out in the world! How hard is that? Next week on Our Weird World, who's ready for a good old-fashioned cult? Next week, we are looking at David Berg and the Family International, or whatever name they're going by these days. It's basically a pedophile cult, but with Jesus, which kind of softens the blow a little bit, but not really. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends, and keep it weird. (laughs) 